Hello and welcome back to the Church of Jesus Christ study session with Come Follow Me. I'm your host, Matthew Roberts, and this is Series 2, Episode 103. We are covering the Come Follow Me curriculum for this week, which covers March the 30th to April 12th, focusing on the event of Easter. He shall rise with healing in his wings. And as we uh, consider this on Easter Sunday and we consider the joyous resurrection of our Saviour, uh, we are continuing uh, the section in the personal study uh, section, which covers the atonement to Jesus Christ helps and perfects me. Now, what is interesting about this, I want to point out, first of all, is that all of these references, all of these experiences and all of these accounts that we are studying the atonement of Christ through, uh, through this Easter season, uh, are taken directly from the Book of Mormon. Uh, and of course, this is appropriate because we are studying the Book of Mormon this year in our Come Follow Me, but also because um, the Book of Mormon, it shows, witnesses and testifies of, tr of key principles of the atonements. Uh, and when I say the atonements, I don't just mean his suffering in the garden or his death on the cross, but I mean the the trials and suffering he went through before the garden, the, tr the pains and sicknesses he took upon himself during the garden experience. Um the trial and, and scourging which he experienced after the after the garden and of course his die his death on the cross and not to forget the resurrection on that glorious easter sunday so we learn a lot about this and the blessing is it being, it brings directly to us and i think this is one of the important things as well the blessing is it brings directly to us not just after this life but during this life as well and actually the two experiences that we're going to look at today um as well as the two we looked at yesterday, apply to the blessings that apply, that can come to us in this life and not just the life hereafter. So in the Book of Mormon, we're going to start in Alma 15, and here we learn about the experience of Zizram. Now, again, I'm not going to uh, read the whole experience because it would take uh, quite a bit of time, but I'm going to focus on his state um, before he was given uh, healing and cleansing. Uh, in Alma 15 verse 6, he, he is lying on his, what he, what he supposes is his deathbed, um, but uh, he is sick with fever, he can't move, he is he's very, very ill. And um, in verse 6, uh, Alma gives him the opportunity to uh, to state his testimony. It says in verse 6, And it came to pass that Alma said unto him, taking him by the hand, Believest thou in the power of Christ unto salvation? Uh, and what we see here is um, what is required of us to be able to receive blessings and healing and cleansing from the uh, from the atonement of Christ. Tad R. Callister uh, said this, quote, The atoning sacrifice of Christ and our full acceptance of it is the spiritual antidote that heals the wounded soul. It is such an antidote that replaces despair with hope, darkness with light and turmoil with peace. It was this antidote that worked for Zizram. He lay sick with a burning fever. He recounted his many sins, believing there was no deliverance for what he had done. Then Alma posed the tides turning question, Believest thou the power of Christ unto salvation? The response was positive. The healing that followed was not only physical, but spiritual as well. The prerequisite was a belief in the atonement of Christ. Close quote. We can experience that same healing and cleansing spiritually as long as we have belief that the Saviour has this power of deliverance within him because of the atonement which he wrought. He can cleanse us and help perfect us as we believe in him. And it was interesting that, uh, that uh, Tad Callister spoke about it being a physical as well as a spiritual um, miracle because obviously um, 
yes, it was a very physical outward um, sign of his um, plight, I guess, with Zizrem. But obviously below that, there was a spiritual um, condition upon that. Uh, Adaboy K. Packer said this about um, this, this experience of Zizrem, quote, there is another part of us, not so tangible, but quite as real as our physical body. This tangible part of us is described as mind, emotion, intellect, temperaments, and many other things. Very seldom is it described as spiritual, but there is a spirit in man. To ignore it is to ignore reality. There are spiritual disorders too, and spiritual disorders that can cause intense suffering. The body and spirit of man are bound together. Often, very often, there are when there are disorders, it is very difficult to tell which is which. Close quote. And this seems to suggest that there are other um when we when we suffer physically, there may be spiritual elements of that suffering as well, which we need to address. Not always, but um it is something that we need to be aware of that can have an impact in our lives. The other experience that I'm going to refer to is the uh, Antinephi-Lehi's. Now, they experienced a great change and cleansing through the atonement of Christ. And um, they had the opportunity, of course, to be taught by Ammon. And they uh, converted. They became new creatures in Christ. Uh, and here in Alma 24, verses 7 to 19, we read of the king's uh, exclamation for, on behalf of the people on what had happened to them and then what they did about it. Um, again, I'm not going to read the whole experience because that would take quite a while, but uh, we are going to look to start with in verse 10, where the king is uh, giving his exclamation of joy. Uh, in, he says, and I also thank my God, yea, my great God, that he have granted unto us that we might repent of these things. And also that he have forgiven us of, of those our many sins and murders for which we have committed and taken away the guilt from our hearts through the merits of his son. I mean, he just gets it. I mean, that's just a fantastic outline of what this atonement can do for us personally uh, and how it can heal and cleanse us. Um, in April 2013, in a talk called The Saviour Wants to Forgive, uh, Craig A. Cor Was it Craig A. Corden? Carden. Craig A. Carden uh, of the 70s said this, quote, while this truth is readily accepted by all believers, not so easily acknowledged is the essential companion truth. The Saviour forgives sins upon earth and not just as at the final judgment. He does not excuse us in our sins. He does not condone our return to past sins. But when we repent and obey his gospel, he forgives us. In this forgiveness, we see the enabling and the redeeming power of the atonement harmoniously and graciously applied. If we exercise faith in the Lord Jesus Christ, the enabling power of his atonement strengthens us in our moments of need, and his redeeming power sanctifies us as we put off the natural man. This brings hope to all, especially to those who feel that rec that recurring human weakness is beyond the Saviour's willingness to help and to save. Close quote. I absolutely love this quote, and I'm going to share it on the Facebook group. It just puts into perspective and clearly and defines the fact that if we repent, and we don't go back to that sin, we are cleansed. Um, and it's just a joy uh, to, to many of us, I'm sure, to know that the Saviour will be there for us to take the guilt away from our hearts. And that's one of the things I loved about what the king of the Antinephi-Lehi said. He Not only is it cleansed and are they forgiven, but the guilt was taken away from their hearts. The atonement of Christ can cleanse us and help affect us, not just you know, at the final judgment when we are uh, when we are redeemed from death, from physical death, and we are brought before the Lord as a resident being to be judged, but we can be cleansed and perfected now. 
And that is the true blessing of the atonement. It's not just some future event, but we need to make it a daily occurrence in our lives. And as we do that, that's when true change happens. Otherwise, we are looking for the the turning into a new creature to be a one-time event, and it just isn't. That's just not the way it works. Um, in verse 13, we then see what happens as they apply the atonement, where they are led, led to action. And this, this links back to the assurance, action, the evidence uh, piece that we learned in Enos. It says in verse 13, Behold, I say unto you, Nay, let us, let us retain our swords, that they be not stained with the blood of our brethren. For perhaps if we should stain our swords again, they can no more be washed bright through the blood of the Son, our great of our great God, which shall be shed for the atonement of, of our sins. Again, a great gesture. Uh, and this is shown in what they then do in verse 17, in the fact that the people took their swords and weapons for the shedding of blood and they buried them deep in the earth. Uh, we, we learn that in verse 17. This is what is known as a simile curse. Um, Mark J. Morris talks about it in his uh, study companions of the Book of Mormon. He says, quote, the simile curse is a type of curse that appears in ancient Near Eastern Old Testament and Book of Mormon texts. It consists of two parts an event, and an application of the event to the subject of the curse. In ancient Near Eastern texts, simile curse appear in the written treaties and were often part of a ritual acted out during a treaty ceremony. An example of a group of, of, of a group ritual occurs in the Book of Mormon, when the anti-Nephi-Lehi's bury their weapons of war as a token of their decision never again to take up arms against their brethren. Close quote. So we see here that as part of our repentance and the guilt being taken from our hearts, we need to bury anything that can bring us back to that sin. Because as we saw in verse 13, the king of the anti-Nephi-Lehi's knew that if they then used their weapons again, then they would no longer be able to be cleansed by that blood until they had made that change again. But of course, you know, if they, if they kept going back to it, then that would be problematic. And so they just buried those weapons. They would never again go back to that, uh, to go back to that act. The atonement is a powerful, powerful uh, cleansing agent in our lives. Through the power of the Holy Ghost, we can feel of a witness that the atonement is is, a, is at work in our lives. But we need to pray daily. We need to pray, pray fervently to feel of that cleansing power. And as we do that, then we'll know that we are on the right track. We, we won't be perfect yet because we'll still make mistakes. Some mistakes we'll make over and over again because that is our nature. But we need to call upon the Lord to try and move past those and cleanse ourselves of that over time, recognising it's not going to happen in one day. Uh, thank you for listening. Uh, what a glorious Easter Sunday it is. And uh, I hope you enjoy the, the worship with your families or if you're on your own in, a, in, the, in this trying time where we are all isolated from each other. Well, many of us are isolated from each other. Then I just um, hope and pray that you uh, use this time to ponder on all of these things. Um, I hope you've enjoyed the study. Please share your thoughts uh, at ldsstudysession at gmail.com. And of course, you can join the Facebook group, Church of Jesus Christ Study Session with Come Follow Me. Thank you for listening and until we meet again.